Hello, and welcome to Astrology Today, your daily look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for a look at the daily transit, as well as another segment of Astrology in Action for Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. Well, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that I promised you Earth horoscopes today. I'm going to switch it up because I got a great listener question, and I'm going to deal with that today. So that's going to be at the end of the podcast today. Earth uh, horoscopes will be tomorrow. So you just got to keep tuning in every day. Things are changing. Try to be mutable, people. It's going to be fine. All right, let's jump right in and have a look at one of the themes for today, and that is that the moon has moved into Leo. Remember that the moon is that quick moving planet, the fastest moving planet in our world, really. And uh, it goes through all of the astrological signs in about a month. So two to three days in each of the signs. Today, it's Leo's turn to feel the effects of the moon, possibly a bit more emotional than usual. Some drama tends to appear when the moon is in Leo. And just anything that touches Leo, it's going to be dramatic. Yes. And in general, fire signs may be feeling a bit more emotional today. We do have a major aspect pattern on the daily transit today, and it is a fixed T-squared. So fixed means that all three of the planets involved are in fixed signs, and the signs are Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius. Those are the three signs that are involved. And it's a T-square, which is a right triangle. So we have an opposition going directly across the, day, the transit, and that's between the Moon and Saturn, those are in opposition. And then we have the right angle, all of it flowing towards what's called the focal planet, which is Uranus. So let's have a look at, let's just break this down. So first of all, looking at the opposition, which is where most of the tension comes from in a T-square, is this push-pull between our emotions and possibly our limits and boundaries. Now, the other thing that Saturn represents is authority figures, father figures, actual fathers. And so there may be some emotional responses that you're having to make concerning a father, a father figure, what that represents to you, an authority figure, making a choice between an emotional response and, you know, these limits and boundaries that are being put upon you. Now, the relief for this tension comes from the focal planet, which in this case is Uranus, which is that unexpected, unconventional you know, planet that just pokes uh, unexpected things just drop in from the sky when Uranus is involved. And so it's also um, an unconventional type of energy where you want to kind of exert your independence, your freedom. And so it's about looking for unique ways, perhaps, to find a relief between this emotionality, these behaviors that are popping up around an authority figure, is looking for unique solutions, perhaps unconventional solutions, that help support your independence and your freedom. Well, we have another installment of Astrology in Action. And what I really wanted to do with this segment is just talk about how astrology actually applies to real-life situations. I've done a couple of different things 
Today, I have a listener question, which I'm always thrilled about. Uh, it came in on my anniversary podcast, been doing this for a year, and I got this great email from a gal called Molly, and she was just open and please use my chart and my name, and it was just lovely to hear. So I got all the birth details, and I'll be sharing that in a minute, but here's her email with her questions. I'm entering into my 30th year, and while I am extremely excited and proud of everything, I'm still feeling a bit lost. I'm thinking of planting my roots finally and buying a home. It's scary, but feels fitting. I know this is a huge milestone for many people. I want to be sure I'm doing it doing so in what orchestrates with the stars. I also have a major crush on a gentleman that is a commercial fisherman, meaning he is very nomadic in how he lives, also a Sagittarius. Is that something to continue to hold on to or to be hopeful? Wow, what a great question. And two of my favorite topics, love and real estate. I'm going to break it down a little bit. Molly has uh, shared with me her birth details, September 14th, 1990, born on a Friday at 1025 p.m. in Onaga, uh, Kansas. So thanks so much for the question and the details about your chart. She even sent me uh, her, it was an Eastern version of her chart, I believe was from um, more of an Indian um, uh, perspective. It was really interesting to look at. I cast the chart with my placidious uh, houses and the way I normally do things. So just a couple of general comments about your chart, Molly. It's of course fantastic. I love charts. All of them are great. And a couple of things of note is one is that you're, you know, a pretty private person. You know, you have a lot of planets in the northern hemisphere which is at the bottom of your chart and you keep your cards close to your chest so I'm just so appreciative of how open you are with sharing your information so you are a private person you also have a very strong uh, emphasis in earth signs and in mutable signs and so this shows me that you prefer to feel grounded Um, but you're also very flexible and sometimes when you have a strength or an emphasis in mutability flexibility, sometimes making decisions is tough, right? You just don't want to make a mistake. You love everybody's opinion. You get all this input. And sometimes it's hard for you to make a decision. So I get why you're, you know, a little freaked out about whether or not to buy a house at this particular time. You've got Taurus on the ascendant, meaning that Venus is your chart ruler. Isn't that a beautiful thing to have? So you operate from a place of love, of harmony, of of preferring balance, and you have, um, you know, you enjoy the the pleasures of life, the physical pleasures of life, and that's that grounding energy that we see from um, having that emphasis in earth signs. Okay, so what I did was I broke down uh, your question into a couple of parts. You know, you did mention that you're in your 30th year, so it sounds like you've got a bit of a you're standing back and having a little bit of a perspective on your life. You know, um, you're, you have completed your Saturn return, your first Saturn return, and that happens around age 29. And this is a realistic time. It's when, you know, you kind of feel like you've actually grown up. You feel like you're an adult. You're adulting out there in the world. And so reality sets in. And that may be why you're thinking, gee, Maybe I want to buy a house. Maybe I want to put my roots down. That may may have come out of your your solar re- or your um, Saturn return. Pardon me. So what I did was I did look at your solar return, and a solar return chart is really helpful because it happened. It it's 
what we cast when the sun comes back to the exact position it was in when you were born. And it gives us kind of a year-long perspective and theme of what's happening for you in your life. And so in your solar return, we see that um, you probably spent the year and of course it happened in September, so you've been working on it for a while, presenting yourself at a, uh, in a real positive, sociable, communicated, communicative type of way. You know, there may be some important messages that should be given proper heed this year, and you'll view things through a rational and objective lens, because the chart ruler for this year is Mercury. The other thing that's interesting about your solar return chart, we like to focus in on the sun because it's a solar return chart because that's where the energy is going to be for this year. Of course, it started back in September 2019 for you and it'll carry on until your birthday in the fall. What we see here is that the sun is in your fifth house, which shows me that it's probably a good year for you to have started something creative. Uh, so the creative projects were up for you this year. It's also a year where possibly children were a focus. And when people have, uh, you know, the sun in their fifth house, they tend to become pregnant. I don't know if that's a thing for you, but just to be aware of that, definitely fun and romance are a focus this year. And, you know, it's definitely also a time to act as we have Mars conjunct with the sun. So that tells me that there's some action that you want to take this year, possibly around getting physically fit, getting strong. You know, the Mars part of that energy is about actually doing stuff. It's also, your sun is also opposite Neptune in this solar return. And it will actually, I checked for the next one, it will be for next year as well. And so it's, um, it may be a time, you know, at times you may feel confused about your purpose. And, um, so that's really common when Neptune is opposite your sun because Neptune tends to cloud everything. So it's important that you be aware of self-deception or deluding yourself or, you know, to get that, I think that Mars or, pardon me, Mercury as your chart ruler this year will help keep you in your rational mind so that you're not kind of fantasizing and kind of getting beyond yourself in terms of delusion. Also, kind of fun, Sun square Jupiter and Sun trine Pluto. And this is this is interesting. It's going to be really uh, transformative adventures for you this year. And just of note that Jupiter is right on your descendant and the descendant represents partnerships, um, really intimate partnerships or business partnerships. And so when you have Jupiter there, that just means that you're going to be lucky and fortunate in love and in partnerships for this year. The other thing I looked at in terms of your question around your gentleman friend was your Venus complex. And here we see you have Venus uh, in the fifth house. It means you enjoy romance and falling in love. That's a really big part of you. You enjoy being wooed. You know, you have... Uh, Venus square Mars, which just means that that sexual tension is definitely there for you just in general. And you prefer that exciting, you know, relationships. Um, and you prefer somebody that who is deep and powerful and in some ways almost 
you know, not dangerous, but just, you know, exciting. That's really important to you. I noticed that you, um, you also have Venus uh, trined with Uranus, which means that, you know, love could come from unexpected places. I don't know how this gentleman, how you guys connected, but it may have come from um, a unique place or someplace that you weren't expecting it. And that the Uranus there really also means that you be okay with an unconventional type of love relationship. You said he's a, a commercial fisherman and that he's, you know, a nomadic and gone. And that might actually work for you, that it's a bit different and maybe what other people might not think is a conventional relationship. And that's okay with you. You did mention that he's a Sagittarius. And so based on that, he is either in your seventh or eighth house, which is good. If he's in your seventh house, that's the house of partnership and long-term committed love affairs. That is, um, you know, a, a pretty good spot for him to be in. And then finally, a couple of words about this real estate question about, uh, you know, purchasing a home this year or in the near future. And, you know, there isn't anything in particular in the transit that says it's a good time or a bad time. But I will say that based on your natal chart, uh, you know, you have uh, the house ruler of your home, which is the fourth house complex, which is what we look at, is you have the sun there. And on uh, that house cusp, you have Leo, which tells me that one thing is that you you know, your identity feels grounded by your home, that it really is important for you to be an expression of who you are, and that it's going to have a really creative flair to it. That's that Leo piece, and that you'll enjoy entertaining, and that being the center of attention, but also at the same time, because, you know, sun in Virgo, that it's going to be a neat and meticulous space, really representing who you are. And so, you know, whether or not it is a good time for you to buy a house, those are a few things to think about as you're, you know, looking at spaces to live, to, to live in and to, to purchase. I will say though, you know, given that Venus is in retrograde until the end of June, probably a good idea to wait until after that's done. Transaction, financial transactions, real estate transactions can go kind of kaflui during uh, Venus retrograde. And especially given that, you know, Venus is your chart ruler, it's going to affect you more than other people. All right, so there it is, astrology in action. Molly, I really hope you got something out of that. Please report back. Let us know how you're doing, or let me know how you're doing. And uh, if any of that spoke to you, I would be just so grateful. Okay, well, that was really fun. So that's how astrology in action works. If you've got a question, a general question about astrology or something about your natal chart, please send it my way. I just love researching it. And I love it when my listeners send me questions and comments about the podcast. You can do that by going to your email and emailing me, emailing me at astrologydiva, that's D-V-A at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voice message. If you're listening to me on Anchor or Spotify, just press that button and leave me some audio. I'm happy to share your name or not, or any of your details or not. It's totally up to you. I wish you have a fantastic day. Get out there and enjoy it. Please stay safe, keep others safe, and I will speak to you again soon.